Hello, ako si Judesca Villan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rapper Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rapper's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang recent calls ng medical community sa Pilipinas tungkol sa coronavirus situation. Natatalo na raw ang Pilipinas laban sa coronavirus. Hindi na raw kaya ng ating healthcare system, kaya hiniling nila ang two-week enhanced community quarantine. Ngunit ang ibinigay ni Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte ay modified enhanced community quarantine, kasama ang mga maanghang na salita laban sa medical frontliners. Bakit ganito ang response ni Duterte? What does the government's response say about the overall relationship between the medical community and the Department of Health? Kasama ko ngayon si Sofia Tobacruz, Raptor reporter who covers the government's coronavirus response para bigyang linaw ang mga nangyayari. Hi Sofia, thank you for joining me today. Hello, thank you for having me. So I think for my first question, I wanted to ask, ano yung content ng statement ng Philippine medical community na nilabas nila last weekend? Ano yung mga requests nila from the government? Right, so we can unpack the weekend now because I think it was a significant point in the pandemic, at least here in the context of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, August 1, over 80 medical societies had a letter that they wanted to send to the president, President Rodrigo Duterte, and Secretary Health Secretary Duque. And the content of the letter was basically an appeal to place the not the country, but Metro Manila and other hotspot provinces in Calabarzon under an enhanced community quarantine again because of the recent surge in cases that we saw over the last week. Mm-hmm. To backtrack a little bit, before they had that letter, before the letter went public through a, just a simple Zoom call actually on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. the previous days saw record single-day increases in our new cases. So, Parang naging consecutive single day, highest single day records right before they had that press con on Saturday. The cases went up by 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. And so, alarming situation talaga. And so, they, they called for that press con on Saturday morning, calling for an ECQ in places where there were a lot of new cases. And they basically said that in asking for the ECQ, the government needs to review its pandemic response plan because it wasn't, it clearly wasn't working. And basically, they called for that ECQ because hospitals were already reaching critical levels, parent danger levels now for their occupancy. And so they said, if this goes any further, if we keep going any further, then we're going to see our health system collapsing and hmm. the Philippines going to lose its fight against COVID-19. Actually, they didn't mince any words. They were very straightforward hmm. about what was at stake. Itong release ng statement na to, hindi sila parang basta-basta lang, no? Like, these are heads of the biggest medical groups in the country, tama ba? Yeah, and I think the sheer number of medical societies that backed the letter, that uh-huh. signed in the letter, 80 medical societies, that's like around 80,000 doctors and a million nurses, mm-hmm. because largest nurses association also joined the call. Uh-huh. Yeah, hindi sila basta-basta lang. And even in the Saturday call, 
when you saw the faces who were on the screen, these were some of the best doctors already sounding the call. Mm-mm. And some of these doctors have been working and giving their advice to the Department of Health. And they are also on the front lines themselves and they see what's going on in hospitals and everything. So yeah, definitely it was very significant even in the faces that you saw on the screen. Itong concerns na nilabas nila, parang they've been sounding these alarms parang over the past months na eh. Pero can you give us like a short background as why they're sounding the alarm now? Kasi you mentioned kanina na medyo critical na yung hospital capacity. What do you mean by this? Right. So, isang indicator that the government looks at in the pandemic is called the critical care utilization rate. That basically is just looking at how many beds that are dedicated to COVID, how many of them are filled up right now, how many isolation unit beds, how many intensive care unit beds. Because all those things will dictate whether or not the health system has the capacity to treat sick patients. Because mm-hmm. if you know in other countries, the epicenters dati, like New York, Italy, we were hearing stories like, people were dying and they couldn't even get admitted um, stretchers in their homes. And so that's what we have in mind when we think about critical care capacity, the ability and availability of space for patients who really need to be in the hospital. So yun talaga yung trigger. The trigger for a call for a timeout was really that the healthcare utilization rate in Metro Manila and in Calabarzon but really also at Bacha Manila was reaching, not even reaching, it already exceeded the danger zone level, 70%. That was set by, that threshold was set by the DOH and IETF. And so, so parang, yeah. Yun yung parang last straw for the medical community siguro, na hindi parang nag improve yung capacity. Yeah, and not just a matter of it improving. Parang kasi, the weeks prior, May call din yung DOH na kailangan yung expand yung critical care capacity, be ready to expand it from 30% to 50%, even going all the way up to 70% for some hospitals, in particular the public hospitals. And so yung situation on the ground in the hospitals, when they see a shortage in hospital beds and rooms and, you know, health workers are also not immune to getting sick. Hmm. more than we're getting sick. And so those are really the warning signs that it was time to tighten restrictions again. Do you think na itong intensity ng statement nila, this is unprecedented, like at least in the last few years or months? Kasi before, di ba remember, very piecemeal yung pag-release ng mga statements like a couple of groups. Minsan, usually mga progressive groups lang in the medical field eh. But here we see a lot of them joining forces eh. Can you tell us siguro what really makes this statement significant pa? First, let's look at the context of the pandemic. No, we're already f- almost five months into yeah. the pandemic. Ngayon palang sila nag-release ng ganitong statement that was so widespread that had the backing of so many medical societies, and we've never seen something like that before. Nga. Even before the pandemic and in other issues, but I think it also speaks to how urgent their call was. Because you also have to realize that as doctors, they're very measured. I think they would be the very last people to, for example, make the public panic Mm-mm. or to say false things. And they're not even very public people to begin with. And so the very fact na nag-release sila ng statement, tas ganon pa yung content ng statement, that speaks volumes. It speaks for itself. Mm-mm. So parang before we go to the president's response, I wanted to ask then, how did the Department of Health receive the statement from the medical community given that 
DOH supposed to be like the top medical institution in the country. Were they receptive of these concerns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so initially, responsive naman yung DOH because we know that me meeting sila with the medical societies right after. Their very first meeting officially was on Monday, but even before that, Panang may gathering na sila and everything because they wanted to discuss all the recommendations and all the requests that they had for tightening restrictions. Not to really give health workers a rest, but really to give breathing room to review the pandemic response. They discussed all of that. And with the DOH and with Duque. And so, nakaroon din ng meeting sila Duque with President Duterte the next day. Mm-hmm. So at least when it comes to this issue, receptive sila, but we also have to take into context how it got here, no? Mm-hmm. Kasi these medical societies also, not all of them, but some of them were already sending letters to DOH before mm-hmm. about the status of health workers, kung ano yung kailangan na, ano yung kulang. Tapos parang walang response yung DOH or IETF to their call. And so, you can go by what the Philippine College of Physicians President Mario Panaligan said. Dr. Mario Panaligan said that one reason why they called for that press conference nga was because they had felt like they needed some way to get their call out, the things that they needed out there. And so, yeah, receptive naman sila after that press conference. But before that, may track record din na... Walang reply, yeah. walang response sa kanilang mga letters. So parang it's safe to say na DOH saw this coming, no? Kasi it's been ignoring yung mga concerns ng some groups na nagsend ng letter. Well, I think, I'm not sure if I could say, for example, that they saw it coming. But at least when it came and when the alarm bells were sounded, kasi nga, they even described it as a distress call. Okay. When they sent that distress call to the nation. They responded, and I think, I mean, I can't imagine if they didn't respond, if our own health department didn't respond, ano yung implication na yun. So, yeah, at least when it comes to that very significant letter, nag-respond sila. Okay. So, from what I'm hearing from you, parang the medical community really was somehow napununa or distress call nga, na desperate na sila to get their concerns across the board. So before we dive naman sa Malacañang side, let's take a quick break and listen to this. Next time, wag niya akong pariginigin ng revolution. Nako, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Kaya kung mag-revolution kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang Beat Reporter. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. We're here with Sofia Tomacruz, Rappler's reporter covering the coronavirus pandemic in the Philippines. So we've been talking about the incidents that led to the statement released by the Philippine medical community just last weekend. And ano yung response so far ng government and ng DOH? So, Sofia, kamusta ba yung relationship ni Health Secretary Duque sa medical communities, hospitals, sa basically the people involved in the medical field ng Philippines? Is he still well-received among his colleagues? Kasi we know naman na yung perception ng public sa kanya, di ba? Araw parang weekly na lang nag-trend yung Duque resign sa Twitter. 
right? Well, at least when we talk about the medical community's relationship with the health secretary, I think something stand out for me. So one is that there are certain sectors of the health community that will have the opinion, let's say, na dapat siya mag-resign. And we've seen that before, diba? Kasi may reports din dati na certain, like, the hospital community and everything were calling on him to resign certain groups. Pero may ibang groups din na they don't even dwell on that topic. They don't even dwell on calls for resignation. Pero kung nakikita nila na alarming na yung situation at kailangan na magsistep in sila, then they will. But I think the very fact that they do that, let's say, is already a finding in itself. Mm-mm. Kasi kung hindi naman kailangan, ba't nila gagawin, di ba? Uh-huh. Like, if it didn't get to this point, they would have never issued that call. So the very fact that it also got to this point, I mean, they stepped in and they wanted to offer their help and collaborate on better responses. Also shows, for example, how I would say it speaks of the leadership mm-hmm. of the people in charge in the administration and at the same time also you know the collective culture i guess of the health sector din na kung critical condition na let's say yung health system then of course they will step in and mm-hmm. help and make sure it doesn't collapse yeah and now we go on to the reaction and the response of president rodrigo duterte we monitored yung speech niya no sunday night diba na parang nauna pa nga ilabas yung decision na mag-MECQ kaysa matapos yung ranting ni Duterte. So, can you give us a gist of, of what he said in response to the calls of the medical societies? Yeah, so regarding din the circumstances of the press con, I think it's interesting to note how everything came together so quickly. Kasi nagkaroon sila ng press con, yung medical community, on Saturday morning. And by Sunday, we were already receiving notifications that Duterte would be addressing the nation, specifically about the medical community's call. And it started out as any other address would, with other cabinet officials talking and giving updates. And then Duterte started talking by saying, you know, I recognize that you health workers are bone-weary, bone-tired. And then later on, it was surprising to see him suddenly start like showing his true feelings. He started getting angry and he started taunting them to stage a revolution, saying, you know, if you stage one, it'll give me the free ticket to stage a counter one and I, how I wish you would do it. Uh-uh. And yeah, that was something really striking to hear because never was there any mention of a revolution in what the medical community was asking for. Literally, even if you just scan the letter, if you press control find, let's say, you'll never see that word there ever. Yeah, and so it was also definitely a significant point because he attacked the frontliners at sila talaga yung the heroes of the yeah. pandemic. Uh-oh. Sila talaga yung nasa frontlines. If you want to always use the analogy of a war or a battle, it is sila yung soldiers. Mm-mm. And so, although of course, parang everyone's a soldier, we have to protect ourselves, but like, they're really the ones on the frontlines and, mm. and in the hospitals, in the most high-risk places. So the very fact na sila pa talaga yung target Mm-hmm. of Duterte's outrage, that was also particularly unprecedented. Mm-hmm. You covered the president the entirety of the pandemic, Sofia. We've seen him attack his critics. We've seen him order her military to shoot 
dead yung mga quarantine violators. What do you make of this latest attack against the medical community? Parang sila yung last person na may isip ko na magiging subject ng Ayani Duterte, no? Is this like another unraveling of the president? I think this particular outrage against the medical workers was particularly vile because they're really the people who were in the most high-risk places. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about putting your life on the line or having you exposed to life-threatening circumstances, sila yun. Of course, we're all staying home and we're all trying to adjust to the pandemic, but they're really the ones who witness the dangers and the risks of the coronavirus. And mm-hmm. so the fact that sila yung naging subject of his outrage was, I think, a new level of a different kind of attack then. They're not criticizing him. They're not criticizing his controversial policies. They're simply calling out and doing the public a service by saying, look, if we don't fix what we're doing now, then things are going to get worse. And so to take it again so personally was definitely a significant point again in this pandemic. Ano tingin mo yung thought process ni Duterte dahil sa response na to? Parang, do you think he was influenced in some way by the people around him? I'm not sure kung influential by other people around him. But the way that Roque explained it the next day was uh-huh. he didn't like that they called for a press conference, that they went to media, that they made a so-called splash out of everything. Mm-hmm. But speech in the night itself. Now, why do you have to go making all of this fuss about your call? You should have just written to us. You know, all you do is complain. Because according to Roque, he didn't like it that he was the last to know or it seemed like he was the last to know about everything and that they made this whole thing about their distress call. And he was also talking about how, yeah, yun nga, parang they should have just sought an audience with him or wrote him a letter. Mm-hmm. And so that also came at the end of a series of events, according to Roque, that one... Senator Drillon calling IETF a failure, VP Lenny Robredo giving those suggestions to improve the response of the IETF, and then that revolution song that was yeah. going around the sauna. So, parang naging subject of ill timing na lang yung call of the medical community. And so, he was at the end of that long series of criticisms, and mm-hmm. I guess that was the last straw for him, and he took it, as we all saw, very badly. And... Or- Parang in short, yeah. napikon siya. Yeah, yeah. He took offense at the way that he felt he was being criticized. Yeah. So what was the response of the medical community sa statement Duterte ng Sunday night? Initially, flat out, yung very first thing that they said was, we never ever called for a revolution. Uh-huh. Nothing of the sort. We were only saying that we need to review our response because... Maraming weaknesses, maraming areas for improvement that will really make a difference and prevent the situation from turning for the worse. And they said, of course, they reminded him like the coronavirus is what we are trying to fight against. That's not fight against each other. Like I would say they didn't take the bait. They didn't hit back. Uh-huh. They said, well, we're sorry that you feel that way. We never meant to make you angry or to humiliate you. We're only trying to tell you what the situation is like and that we are here and ready to help. And that coronavirus is the enemy. And that they weren't here just to criticize, but actually offer some help and some solutions. And so parang they were urging the government also to work with them. 
hindi pa parang, hindi ka ba natatakot na baka maging produkto nito is chilling effect among the medical society? Baka hindi na sila maglabas ng mga gaitong statements pag lumalapay sitwasyon in the future or baka mas maging careful sila lalo pag nagpo-point out ng mga concerns nila sa government? I don't think so. I think one particular quality about the medical community is that you can always count on them to help, especially when it's people's health at stake or people's lives on the line. Kasi yun nga talaga yung oath nila, diba? Like, do no harm. You always have to help treat patients. So, by nature, I don't think they will ever be deterred from making a hard call if they had to. I would say that perhaps it might even be the opposite. Because the initial reaction in the budgetes after his whole outrage was, "Galit na naman yung social media." Mm-mm. And perhaps this was also one of those instances where, rather than it being a chilling effect, because napansin mo naman that people were very angry about the way he responded. Then, so I think maybe it's also a different kind of response here. So moving forward, how do you think this will play out? Do you think like are we still bracing for the worst case scenario in terms of like the coronavirus situation, basing on the accounts of the medical society? Well, moving forward, dahil nagcooperate naman sila, they've been addressing the seven key areas mm-hmm. in medical workers' plea. And just to go through them quickly, it had okay. to do with hospital workforce deficiency so yung pagkukulang ng mga tao sa hospital the health workers improving their working conditions addressing case finding and isolation dahil nga parang nahihirapan yung gobyerno mag-isolate ng active cases to use the proper tests and then also actually implement yung proper testing strategy contact tracing as we know issue pa rin yun hanggang ngayon also Providing workplace safety and transportation safety. Because, sabi nga ng isang doctor, kung iba-iba yung guidelines and kung hindi maayos yung strategy sa iba-ibang lugar or departments, then it's all gonna fall back on the hospital. So, yeah. transportation safety and in the workplace too. And of course, like always reminding people to wear masks and being able to provide emergency assistance for vulnerable groups and the poor who really need that. So I think going forward, we can be able to expect some improvements in these areas. And at the same time, are we still bracing for the worst case scenario? Hopefully not. Because the medical sector, medical community, and at the same time, they're really taking it upon themselves to ensure that our pandemic plan is recalibrated, mm-hmm. that it's strengthened, that there will be solutions put in place to really prevent, let's say, Metro Manila becoming the next New York City. Yeah. So I think for my last question, Sophia, can you tell me like why should the public support or back up the medical community in the statement nila na calling out yung mga problems sa response na coronavirus and also Maybe pag nagkaroon pa ng next statements of concern, bakit kailangan supportahan ito ng public? Right. Well, I think one reason why we should listen to their call and cooperate with them is sila naman talaga yung may nakakaalam sa coronavirus. It's such a new and unknown disease, but if there's one community or one sector that you can be sure knows about it, it will be the medical sector kasi pandemic nga siya, di ba? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Sila din yung familiar with what's happening 
on the ground in hospitals. And so at the same time, they see, as Dr. Antonio Dan said, you know, the health system will be the first to see the weaknesses in strategies and response. And so kung sila mismo yung ng alarm, then we should all listen because they're the last line of defense already. And if they break, then what's going to happen to you and me and yeah. everyone else? And so when they speak up, of course, we should listen. And yung mga hinihingi naman nila is at least for people like you and me, Nojades, uh-huh. it's not a lot. It's just to wear a mask, wash your hands frequently, practice physical distancing, you know, those minimum health practices that they always say over and over again will keep us safe. Kasi, totoo naman eh, like those things will keep us safe. Yes, so I think on that note, we hope na yung government will keep its promise kung ano mang intervention ang gagawin nila in the aftermath ng pag-raise ng concern ng medical society. Because after all nga, sabi mo, hindi lang naman yung mga doctors or nurses mga ka-benefit ito, but the entire population. In the face of this raging pandemic now, we're seeing no end in sight pa. So thank you so much, Sophia, for joining me today and for explaining everything that's happening within one weekend. <laughs> thank you for having me. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na follow ang Rappler and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Sign up by visiting rappler.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigativewithrapper.com. Again, I am Jodeska Villan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Thank <laughs> you.